So let's give a warm SFCC champions welcome to Zion Lee Warden. Okay, today let's talk about what looks ordinary, but it's really extraordinary. All right. I'm going to have a little interview on some people. My interview is, who is your superhero? My superhero is Spider-Man. Good answer. <laughs> you? Um, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Batman. Yes? What about my mom? That's also a good answer. Of course, my dad. <laughs> Darna! <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> Marvel. Cap- Captain, Captain, Captain Marvel? That's, that's a superhero. That really is a superhero. That new movie, that Captain Marvel, the movie is coming up, actually. Captain America. All of those are great answers. Any more? Any more? Okay. How about you? How about you? Ask the boys. Well, let's start asking the boys. Commander Bawang. Limited. Victor Magtanggol. <laughs> you? Well, we have only one real superhero. And we all know his name. Jesus. Yeah! So let's talk about some superheroes from the Bible. Okay. But they're not like the kind that just fly around, save the day from cities, giant monsters, boom, done. Not like that. Here's an example. Here's Moses. You can read about him in Exodus 4.10. And also David, a shepherd boy, which was not very high class. But he killed Goliath. The giant. He looked ordinary. But he really was extraordinary. extraordinary. And also Gideon. He defeated thousands, many, 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 many Midianites. Around or maybe more than uh, 100,000, maybe. And Gideon, he used only 300 men. There's Jeremiah. You can read in Jeremiah 1, 7 to 8. Jeremiah said, I'm just a boy. Yes, I he was just a boy. He was ordinary. Mm-hmm. He was very ordinary, but he was used by God as a prophet. 
and also um, Samson. He was a small guy. That's why it was so confusing to everyone, why he was so strong. But even, the, even despite what they thought about him, he, he was used by God to, to defeat the Philistines. He killed 1,000 of them using just a single donkey jawbone. And also, Paul. You can read about Paul in Acts 19, 11 to 12. There was some kind of handkerchief, and they put it on top of somebody, and that person gets healed or blessed or something. <clears throat> and also, for, and here's a scripture you can read about. It is... 1 Corinthians 4, 7. Now that we have this treasure in clay jars, so this extraordinary, extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. And God uses his followers in extreme ways. God wants us to do much more. Jesus said in John 4.12 that when we believe in him, we can do greater things. Everyone who believes in God is called to do extraordinary things. We have unique abilities to serve him. The Holy Spirit leads us to do extraordinary tasks that God wants us to do. And here's another verse. Romans 12.1-2. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Everyday ordinary life, you're sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. And don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture that around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. You can read about some other things like it in Psalms 139, verse 6, and also Isaiah 28, verse 21. You can read about that at home or here. And here's, and over here, Jesus says, he, Jesus told his disciples that he wanted them to wait for the gift that he prompt that the gifted that the gift he promised would you will would you be willing to wait around if you were going to get a gift sorry can you repeat the question would you be would you be willing to wait around yeah yeah of course Absolutely. <laughs> yes. 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 Exactly. And I know what all of you are thinking. 
same answer. Yes. And what if the gift gift was something like maybe food? I don't know. Any kind of food. Just clothes from your everyday normal store. Whatever it is. Well, Jesus was promising a pretty important gift that was going to help his followers. To help the disciples do extraordinary tasks for God. The gift would help all believers tell others about their faith. Can you guess what gift Jesus was talking about? On the count of three, let's all shout it out. One, two, three. Holy Spirit! (laughs) Okay. Jesus said in a few days, you will be baptized with the... Holy Spirit! Why do you think Jesus wanted them to wait for the... Holy Spirit! What's this? This is an extension cord, right? What is this? It's a power cord. And what does a power cord do? Well, here's another way of saying it. Connect something to a power source. Jesus knew the Holy Spirit would give believers the power they needed to do extra ordinary extraordinary tasks for God. The disciples did what Jesus said. They waited in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit, for the promised gift of the Holy Spirit. The disciples were waiting together when suddenly a sound like a tornado-sized wind Filled the room. Everyone can make a wishing sound. Well, let's go. Well, let's go a little back to the extension cord. Eh? We'll continue. <clears throat> Imagine that this piece of the log is God, and this piece is you. That is where your power comes from. And you are here. And this is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes into you, and when Jesus comes into your life, boom. You have the power. You just have the, you have the power to do it. You need is your plug. All you need is the plug. And the plug is you getting ready to do the action. All you need to do is get into action and start doing it. And so let's blow as hard as we can. Then the disciples saw 
what looked like a flame of fire come upon their head. Imagine that there's fire on your head. Imagine that your imagine that your hair is burning. You feel so, you feel sorry for your you feel sorry for your hair, right? You you feel sorry for your hair, don't you? It came over each person's head. So let's imagine that there was a flame burning on your head, on your on your um hair. And so let's get back to the topic. That's just a short joke time. And the disciples saw what looked like a fire over each person's head. They started to speak in languages that they had not learned. As the Holy Spirit gave them new languages, immediately the Holy Spirit helped them to do something extraordinary. A crowd gathered when they heard the disciples speaking in other languages. Okay. Do you think God still wants us to do extraordinary tasks today? He does. Our assignments may not look exactly like Peter's, but we can choose to let God use us, just like Peter and the other disciples did. I want to do things for God. How about you? Jesus loves to take common, everyday items or people and transform them into miracles. So let's pray. Abba Father, we pray that you will use us as extraordinary things for you. Mm -hmm. We may not be extraordinary, but you will make us extraordinary. We know you will. And please use us as a as something for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, thanks, Zion. That's a great word. You know, I mean, I know there's some days when you just feel so ordinary. It's like you just feel lost in the crowd of people. Nothing special. It comes to looks. It comes to money. You feel, you know, average or below average. When it comes to skills and experience and education, we sometimes feel so ordinary. But the message that Zion is trying to show us is that even the superheroes look ordinary until they transform. Clark Kent looks like a nerd until he becomes Superman. And Batman is just Bruce Wayne and Wonder Woman was what, Diana Prince. It's just ordinary when you're of yourself, when you're walking as you, yes, you're ordinary, and we can do no great thing in and of ourselves. But see, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you'll receive power. You'll transform. You'll do extraordinary things. And Paul said, you'll be just like a, a priceless treasure but on the outside, just looks like a clay jar. But actually, there's a whole package there that's capable of doing extraordinary things. We prayed a while ago for our families to have miracles and favor. You could be 
the one to deliver miracles in your house. Whether it's a healing, whether it's a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. The point Zion's trying to make is, his Holy Spirit connects God's power to you. You don't have the power. You don't have it. This cable doesn't have any power. Sometimes we call this a, a power cable. What does this do? It supplies power. No, it doesn't. This never supplies any power. It just extends the power and it transfers power. It doesn't supply anything of itself. But when it's plugged in to the power, it can transfer it can flow power through it. It's what the Holy Spirit does for us, but then he enables us to do for others what he's done for us, which is extend God's power to meet needs, to solve problems, deliver benefits, and to transfer God's miracle, God's healing, God's wisdom, God's favor to your household, at your job, with your neighbors and your friends. God never recreated you to be ordinary. And if you are born again, there is nothing ordinary about you. And to think so is a contradiction. You carry the life of God, a new creation. There's no way you can ever be ordinary again. So let us be extraordinary. Get your mind aligned with the truth. And be a superhero for Jesus.